Welcome to the Pastor's Podcast. This is Pastor Scott with Pastor Jose today. And um, today we're just going to, we, we just wanted to open up the time, open up the, the mic, Jose, to, to get you an opportunity to share with our church family about your story, about your testimony. I think this is something that we've done um, a few different times now, and people seem to be really blessed by it to, to get to know our pastors some more and get to know um, really how, but how the Lord called us to himself, how the Lord called us to, to, to ministry. But um, so anyways, you can say hello. Yes. First of all, Sorry. thank you. That's okay. <laughs> I just kept talking. <laughs> well, thank you, first of all, Scott, for giving me this opportunity to share with the rest of our church family uh, how God changed my life. Yeah. Mm. It will be a pleasure to share that. Absolutely. So, okay. So when did you first hear the gospel? When I was eight years old. Okay. How, how who, where'd you hear it from? Well, I, I grew up in a, in a, culturally Catholic uh, family. I come from a very wealthy family. Uh, my parents, my father spe- especially, inherited a lot of money. Mm. and uh, But with that came a lot of uh, heartache and everything. Uh, they inherited the money when they were very young. And uh, by the time I, be- I was eight years old, we have lost everything. Uh, mm. uh, we were in the process of losing our house my father had pulled uh, pull a lot of um, loans on the house, and eventually we lost it. And uh, in that time, when I was living in that house, which wasn't ours, uh, we were going through a lot of hard times. Uh, we barely had uh, food to eat. There was I remember one particular time that we had uh, uh, like four tortillas and one egg Huh. Uh, for my mom and my four siblings to eat. And I remember my mom crying and seeing her crying. At the beginning, I didn't know why. And uh, also I said I had seen her that she wasn't eating because she wanted to make sure we ate. Mm. So we, we, we had this beautiful house in a beautiful neighborhood with all this nice stuff, but we had no food to eat because my father was uh, had uh, lost everything. He, I think looking back, probably he was depressed. Mm. And uh, nothing, uh, and we had nothing. We, we mm. lost everything. And eventually we lost the house. Mm. And it was under that condition that uh, uh, at the age of eight years old, I remember uh, this Christian pastor who just moved from Texas. Mm. Uh, he, was, uh, uh, he was born in Guatemala, but he grew up in Texas. And he started a church in Texas. And then he was called to start a church in Guatemala, and him and his family. And, and they came in, and, and they were Christians and uh we were impressed by the by, by the kids, by the children, and and they started having Bible studies there at huh. uh, at their house. Huh. So when when you first heard it at eight years old, was it like super compelling, and you like grabbed onto it, or was it did it take some time for you? It's you know it's uh, I the way it was introduced to the gospel. The gospel is huge, right? Looking back yeah, now, yeah. it it uh, I knew the gospel. In the context of uh, uh, Christ having died for our sins, uh, even from the Catholic Church where I was going, but rarely you'll hear it. it so that stayed with me. Also, mm. when I was five or six in the farm, when mm. everything was going well, I remember hearing that Christ was everything and that he came to save sinners and that we were all, all sinners. And I used to go to sleep listening to these itinerary preachers that will go on the farms from farm to farm. Really? Yeah. And, and so, so that message stayed there. 
Huh. So I knew I, I, I knew there was something special about Christ, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And I knew that I was a sinner. I, 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 I could tell. I, I, I could look up around me, and I knew, man, we're all messed up. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's God gave me that awareness. And I knew that Christ was the way, but I, I, I really didn't understand the gospel. Mm. And it was when we were at the Bible study in, in, uh, that they uh, were having at, at, uh, at, in our block that uh, I, I got to see more of the, the power of God displayed by this woman uh, who was demon-possessed. She was sitting next to me. And the preacher was teaching, you know, uh, teaching. Uh, I, I don't remember what he was teaching. I just remember the, mm. the possessed woman got up, started spitting at him and saying, all of you who are here are hypocrites. And she started hitting him. And she says, he said, the preacher said, eh, you know, be at peace in the name of Jesus. She fell to the ground. Then she asked, why, why, why am I here? Who put me here? And she was all confused. And, and uh, they told her that they wanted to talk to her, something happened, and took her to church, prayed for her, the demon cast out, got cast out. Next week, the demon-possessed woman, among all the kids, was, you know, we were talking, and it's going to give her testimony, so we went Hmm. to hear her testimony, and she shared how she had mental uh, gaps in her mind, that she would cross the street, and she didn't know how she crossed the street, that she, how she tried to kill her husband, stab her husband in the mm. back mm. with scissors how she tried to had a deep desire to push her daughter into a ravine to kill her mm. and that got and then she started just sharing that she was free she didn't know what freedom was and, and mm. sharing christ and everything and so and, and then they share the gospel there again and they not only that but also the power of god and i, I had my, my my catholic bible checking <laughs> yeah this is true i mean yeah this is right so they asked if anybody wants to put their faith in Christ. And I was like, I don't know, God, if you're the same one. But these people, he says, you know, it, they have power. Huh. And this is, this is your power because those who believe in me, they will do these things. And so that's when at eight years old, God has wow. grace. And, and that's how I came, I came to know him. Mm. And my life changed. I knew I was a different person since then. Really? Mm-hmm. At eight years old. At eight you, years you, old. Your life changed. What, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, did you? What did that look like? The uh, first, my friends start uh, teasing me. My friends start uh, making fun of me and everything. Mm. And 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 I knew that I couldn't get back at them. I knew I was different. I knew that it came with it. Mm. I, I I just had, it, it, there was something different. I mean, I still sinful, still, <laughs> you know, uh, but the understanding was that even though the flesh wasn't obeying and the f- flesh, it took a long time to be sanctified, yeah. but the understanding that I was a different person uh, was there. Wow. Yeah. I will talk to my uncles. I will share the gospel with anybody who will hear me. <laughs> I mean, older people, they would say, well, you know, that's very nice. It's good for you. You know, keep going, you know, yeah. but they didn't want anything to do with it. And that didn't dissuade me. I just kept telling them. You were a preacher immediately. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
I, I couldn't see it like that. But yeah. like, <laughs> excuse me. It was more like... Uh, you just couldn't I, help it. I couldn't help it. I, I yeah. had to tell them. I yeah. had to tell them about it. Well, I guess it's a preaching in a <laughs> sense. But not in the sense of uh, preaching in front of... of that, that's the way I was taking it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So what did... You know, what did the rest of your childhood look like then? Or, or what did your faith journey look like, you know, between then and, you know... Uh, young adulthood, you know, between then and the end of high school? Uh, I, I mean, we, things didn't change immediately. I mean, if anything, they got worse. We lost the house. We went yeah. and lived in, in my, uh, in the, in the maid's quarters on my grandma's house. Uh, things got very dicey. Uh, I went to a private school at the beginning and then in public school. Mm. So I wasn't even ready for that. I mean, mm. uh, the crowds were a little bit different, yeah. <laughs> rougher and tougher. And, and you what, had to navigate all that with this kind of new relationship with Jesus? Yes, exactly. Mm. That is what helped me uh, to realize that I, I always knew that even though my father wasn't there, that guy was there uh, for me to defend me. And mm. I had uh, uh, very unique experiences of God always being there, not only knowing that he was there, but also physically at a very uh, 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 protection level through my friends. Uh, if somebody wanted to harm me or something or whatever, somebody else will stand up and, mm. and, and you know, I said, well, you know, um, they're going to beat me up now. <laughs> it's like, and then so this guy who's a big guy, a friend of mine shows up of nowhere, you know, hey, you know, he will get involved. Mm. There was always that a level of, um, of uh, knowing that God had my back uh, huh. at that age. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. What, um, so how old were you when you came to the States? I was 17. You're 17. Yeah. Okay. How, how did that, I don't know, impact or shape or uh, make part of your faith harder or maybe your faith easier? I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Like how did, how did that affect things? No, that's a good question. Uh, well, I came to the States first. Uh, my father was here. He, when, when he was, when they were young, they were wealthy. He applied for his green card. He got it like in two weeks. Mm. Uh, so he kept it uh, valid. And so he was here when I came and he told me, hey, do you want to come and study here? So I said, yeah, sure. Uh, but you need to learn English. So I came, I learned English and, and, uh, uh, my plan was just to come learn English and see if I like the culture. Mm. And my sister came with me uh, and she didn't like the culture. It was too fast, fast paced for her. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a neighborhood where most of my friends were foreigners, mm. you know, uh, Chileans, Spanish, German, American. Uh, yeah. So I was used to different cultures and mm. that was attractive to me. Mm. So it's like, okay, you know, I, I like this. I, I get to know people from all different parts of the world. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was, uh, a, that was, uh, yeah. And, and I came as a foreign student mm -hmm. and eventually, uh, uh, my father applied for me for my, for my, for my, uh, legal residency and, and God worked all of that out. But looking back, um, I, I think in the plan of God, I, I, I needed, I don't know if this is the question you're asking, but mm. I'm, I'll assume for now. Yeah, that's you, that's fair enough. I, I, you I, can answer the, que the question <laughs> you think I'm asking. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, if the question is, why do you think God brought you here? Yeah, yeah. And how has that impacted your life? Mm -hmm. I think that in the providence of God, uh, he needed to, to affect so much change 
that he needed to uproot me from my culture mm. to do to do a, a change that he wanted to affect on me. And I think that has to do because of my stubbornness and being in that culture, it, it, it would have mm. happened for the longest time. I, I don't know, but he, by removing me, it's like I can start fresh and new with you, mm. and 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 hold on to what is good of the Guatemalan culture, mm-hmm. and hold on to what is good of the American culture. But I, I want to start something new mm. with you. So I, I, looking back, that's what I see mm. that that he wanted to wow. to change me. Man, it's it's incredible to see in to see in the story of your immigration. Um, ultimately a story of God's kind sanctification, mm-hmm. right? That this was exactly. about your, your ultimate good. This is about him making you more and more like himself that, yes. that the, and that that wasn't even just a, I mean, what I hear you saying that, that strikes me, I, I, what I would expect you to say, and maybe just from our, you know, I don't know, maybe my just cultural assumptions. What I would expect you to say is I came to, um, God brought me from Guatemala to the United States for a better life and he sanctified me along the way. Yeah. And what I hear you say is the opposite. Exactly. That he brought me from Guatemala to the United States to sanctify me. Yeah. And there are other pieces and ways that he used mm-hmm. that and, and, you know, and, and, blessed and um, provided stewardships mm-hmm. along the way, but that the purpose, that the, the sanctifying work he was doing wasn't a, a, a secondary thing that he did along Mm-mm. that he was doing something else, but it was actually at the core yeah. of even your immigration story. Yeah. My my father comes from a family of womanizers. My mm-hmm. cousins all womanizers. So I would have grown in, in, in the soup of that. Mm. And most likely, I would have ended up there. Mm. Uh, uh, and, and, and he, by his grace, he removed me from that context mm. and, and put me here. Uh, it's, it's, it's. But you didn't. So now that that's in reflection, mm-hmm. right? Is yes, that, in reflection. Right? Because obviously, I I no, no, obviously you didn't set out from Guatemala. No. I need to move to the United States for the sake of sanctification, right? Like no, that wasn't your... Not at all. What strikes me about it, I mean, I it's it's incredible, mm-hmm. an incredible part of your story. It strikes me as a, just a, a deep truth for all of us to consider, um, you know, w- whether it's from another country or another city or another state, lots of us uh, didn't just grow up in Los Angeles, but came to Los Angeles. And... I think sometimes we talk about how the Lord's brought us here and placed us here for mm-hmm. the sake of the city. And, and that's mm-hmm. true as well. And for to, to love the city and to be used and to spread the gospel here. Um, but to also consider that, that the Lord's brought us all here in a sense, primarily for a sanctifying purpose because he, he loves us so much mm-hmm. and he wants us to be like him so much that, that this was a part, this is a part, an important part, a central part of why he's drawn us here. Um, at these different times, what an yeah, what what a, mm-hmm. gosh, what a powerful reflection to see as you look back on, on all of that. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and these are the things that we can see and understand when we reflect and look back. Can you mm. imagine when we get to heaven <laughs> and he shows us he shows us all the stuff? It's like, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, he's that good. Uh, so good. So when you what was what was that journey? What was that relationship with God like in the early years? Uh, in, in the early years being here, um, did in your relationship with God did did you draw closer to Him? And in, in your relationship with God, were you kind of distracted from Him? And and what, I don't know what, what was that like. It, let me let me s- summarize it in this way. I, I think at the from from my teens to my mid twenties. It was a battle for my love for God, mm. loving Him or loving uh, what I wanted, mm. and that was the battle. It was back and forth, back and forth. I remember praying for my wife when I was eight years old, and I told God that I didn't want—I just wanted to date one, my wife, mm. and nobody else because I didn't want to hurt her. Because mm. I saw my mom how hurt she mm. got by my dad, mm. so I wanted to avoid that. And and sure enough, I had my my first girlfriend here, and we dated and and uh, and but I but I knew that we were one for the other. We, we were very different, and God was just setting me up just to show me how what an idol my wife, uh, the idea of wife was mm. and marriage. Mm. So in a way, it's like I wanted to 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 show to God and to the world that that uh, I I was not going to be like my dad. Mm. That I wanted to be different, but somehow I guess I wanted to accomplish it without the help of God, and I didn't understand. <laughs> oh, man. And I didn't understand that my heart had to belong to Him a hundred percent, so that that wouldn't happen. Mm. And and uh, so finally, after that, uh, uh, we broke off, and and then you know God will sabotage all the relationships that I had because He He He, he wanted my heart. Mm. And and I kind of knew, but I didn't want to give it to him. <laughs> and uh, and and then it's like, okay, you know, it's like if you wanted to be married, if you don't, I know I don't have the gift of being single, but if you wanted to be married, that's okay. Yeah, I'll reluctantly, I will say yes to you, and I will love you. But but it, I was feeling like he was forcing me, right? Uh-huh. And 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 uh, little by little, he started purifying that, and and I realized, God, you know, at the end, I got to it. He starts showing me, I start seeing, he's been always showing me, start seeing how good he was mm. and how, how that he could be trusted that I said to him, okay, God, you know what? You know everything. If you want me to be single, that's okay. Mm. And that's like, uh, you know, weeks later, I, I met Becky. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So, but uh, God wanted to know, and and for me it was that because my idol was my wife. Uh For all, for some of us, might be something different. But yeah, yeah. yeah. all those journeys look different. But that was how the Lord worked it in yours. Mm -hmm. And um, gosh, it's so interesting. And and I, I mean, I I resonate with that that battle. I think a lot of us resonate Mm -hmm. with that battle, right? Back and forth between. Yeah, I I know what you what you want want. for me, but. And it, it, it struck me as as you were talking, it it makes me think of how often we want to do things for God, but we want to do them on our terms, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be dependent on you. You're like, right. oh, okay, just tell me what to do and I'll, okay, then I'll leave it up to me and I'll go do it. And he's like, no, 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 like, Doesn't work I like want that. your whole heart. I want you dependent on me in order to do it. I want your whole life. Yeah. 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 Radical. And so, okay, so 
then you went through that 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 journey, kind of in mm-hmm. your twenties, and eventually you met Becky mm-hmm. and got married and graduated and became an architect. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get from uh, a you know twenty something, newly married, had given your heart to the Lord, pursuing Him and pursuing Him in your architecture uh, career? to not just pursuing being a pastor, but a, a vocational pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that was the, the, so when, when I was uh, an architect, I, I was fine. I, you know, I was thankful to God and I was teaching the college and careers group at Wesley Baptist. Mm-hmm. And so I was paying my dues and everything, but mm-hmm. I did know deep inside that God had called me to be a pastor, even mm-hmm. when I was 17. Oh, oh, all the way back then. All the way back then. I I wanted to be a pastor. And my idea to be a pastor is I wanted to be a pastor, but I didn't want to get paid. I I wanted to do it, uh, be affluent enough to do it so that nobody could uh, use, like you're getting paid to be a pastor. That's why you're a pastor, but you really, no, no. I, I wanted to remove any obstacle from people but but you also kind of wanted to do it. You wanted to be self self sufficient, oh, right? Yes, of course. You didn't want it to be dependent. Oh, 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 no, no, I wanted to be self sufficient. But even in my desires, I wanted to show how self righteous I was, <laughs> which, is, which is even worse. So, like, I am um, going, I am going to yeah, do it right, yeah, Scott. Yeah, that's right. And I'm going to show everybody how right it is. But God <laughs> had all the plans of dependency, uh, right? Uh-huh. And. Uh, so he, everything changed. I, I was, I, I was, you can say happy, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that 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 happiness wasn't sufficient. Mm. My brother came from Guatemala, who is a pastor, and he told me, "Hey, you know, you have a call to be a pastor." He says, "Yeah, you know what? You're not never going to be as happy until you answer that call." Your brother and said this to my you. My brother said that to me. Wow. And he left, bold. of course. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that stayed in my mind. And then uh, it's like, uh, and then I, I said, I have to go to God in prayer because I knew. So mm. I said, God, listen, I know you have called me to be a pastor. I don't want to be a pastor. I am fine. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I, I, I have a good life. I have all of this. Whatever people can desire, mm-hmm. you have provided for me and I'm okay. Mm. <laughs> But if you really, truly are calling me to be a pastor, I says, change, change my heart. Mm. And in two weeks, he changed it. And then after wow. that, I start uh, saying, well, now you need to tell Becky. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot that when I married Becky, I told her. Well, you're going to need to tell Becky. I like that. Yeah. Uh. When I married Becky, I told her, listen, you know, uh, you might be, I told her, even the, the 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 before we date, I said, uh-huh. "Listen, I I I don't believe on dating a lot. I believe on dating people who I think we can." Uh, that was my way of thinking, yeah. personal. Yeah. Uh, that uh, uh, that I have, you know, that you're going to be my wife, your husband, and so you need to know that. You know, I'm not playing around. You know, <laughs> I, I I believe in this is the way I believe, and yeah. and also that I might become a pastor. You know, so she knew. Uh-huh. So I have forgotten that. So when I told her, hey, listen, you know, uh, oh, okay, great. 
She, yeah, she's like, well, you told me, you know, like, uh, if I remember correctly. Uh-huh. I said, okay, we need to look for a seminary for you. And it's like, okay, I am done with school, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, don't you want to do it well? You always told me that you like to do things well. It says, yeah. Well, let's look for a seminary. Okay. This is what Becky says. This is Becky. Oh, my gosh. Man, you know, grad how, school, how, how, undergrad how? school, grad school. And, and it's yeah. like. And, and You've then, done all this. Then I'm thinking. Well, maybe two years, three years, and then it's like, I talk to Jerry, oh, master seminary, you know, I was going, how long is it going to be? Four or five years, depends on you, it could be longer. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> so, how, how old were you when you went back to seminary? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Oh, 40. You were 40. Yeah, I remember Moses. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Moses. Uh-huh. I couldn't, you know, in quotation uh-huh. marks, like I've uh, been called in my old age to. Yeah. To go to seminary, yeah. Not to deliver people, but just to go to. Seminary. And you'd already been to grad school, yeah. You'd already, you know, uh, done yeah. That. And yeah, and, and and like you said, this isn't like it's it's a hundred and two unit four year master's degree. It's yes. like it's a yeah. It's kind of and, and, insane. And and the languages. Yeah. And listen, when you're forty, I'm, you yeah, know, yeah. Your mem- your mind is your memory. Well, I am is now. Not, I'm done. Yeah. I'm yeah. not, not going to do that. Yeah. It's the memory. <laughs> it's like okay, guys, you're calling me to do this. You you better oh help gosh. me because. And I didn't graduate with honors or was expecting to. Uh-huh. I just wanted to graduate. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I think God, God helped me a lot. <laughs> mm. What was so? I know that that process. Um, you, you know, it's it's different for different people. It's mm-hmm. different for different pastors. Sometimes the time of both calling, even the time of training in seminary, can mm-hmm. be you know rich and sweet. Sometimes it can be dry. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just doing you're doing so much studying that mm-hmm. sometimes it's a, it it ways on your relationship with mm-hmm. the Lord. What was your, what was your relationship with the Lord like um, in the midst of that? Uh, by the grace of God, it, it was, it was great. Mm. I mean, I got to see some men of God. I, I've been exposed to good, solid Christians, you know, by the grace of God here in the States. And, but man, I got, I, I had some professors that I, I, I was like floor when I talked to them and, with the humility and the sincerity that that I that was my prayer at the very beginning. Because I I mean I'm still arrogant, but I was very much arrogant back then. Mm. And I realized how knowledgeable they were, how much they knew God, how humble they were. I said, God, forget Jesus for a while. I just want these guys are attainable, right? Mm-hmm. I want to be like them. I want to learn to be humble like them because I I they many of them model it. In, in a way that is tangible, yeah, yeah. that you you wanted to have it, and and that was very, that 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 was one of the first things, mm. yeah, uh, that that uh, attracted me. It, it was a great time. Mm. There were challenging times. There was times like I know God was opposing me. He was breaking me, but mm. I knew it was Him. So mm. that that makes it uh, different. It, it, yeah. it was hard, but you know that at the end of it, right? There's the hope. There's the there's more life. There is there's change. So that that was very. I knew there was a matter of fact that he was just breaking breaking my hard heart and and wrong things that I have learned. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was. It, it was a great experience. Mm. I I. And the opportunity that I had here, because Nueva Vida started at that time. Yeah. Okay. So, so I was I was going to ask. I, th- I think we've told a little bit of this story, yeah. but but what? Um, I'm sure there's people that haven't heard it. What? How did then did you go from this desire to be a pastor to this desire to 
pastor here? Well, we started Nueva Vida here uh, with a meeting with Brian. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember meeting with Brian at the coffee. Hey, you know, I uh, I know you're going to seminary, and I just wanted to, you know, just talk to you to see if you wanted to start something here, uh-huh. you know, in Spanish, you know, yeah. and, you know, put a seed, plant a seed. That's what Brian said. And I said, yeah, okay, you know, I... I wasn't even, I hadn't even considered it until Brian brought it. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll help you, we'll support you, you know. Uh, if, and, and that's the way it started. And, and uh, yeah. Hmm. And, and the beautiful thing is that whatever I was learning in seminary, I had an opportunity to teach it as well. So that was, uh, hmm. like, in a way, a release of information. Hmm. And then you can put it into practice and, and see what really worked and what didn't work because I hadn't understood it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it, it's like having the lab of, of, yeah. of, of the seminary yeah. to put yeah, into yeah. practice what you're learning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then the, the Lord just continued to grow that and develop it. And, um, and I think in, in the midst of that, there still, um, I don't know if you knew if you were good, that you were going to be a pastor here. No, I didn't know. In fact, I was candidating to a church uh, in a church in San Bernardino. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I, my, because I knew we were fine here, we were complete, and I, I hadn't even considered it to be honest with you. Mm. Uh, and uh, and back then there was no. Probably in the in your minds, guy, you know, you were about the multi ethnic church, but. Mm. I wasn't thinking about that. Mm, yeah, it's it, not who we were. No, it's not who we were. And, and I was just thinking, just starting a a, a, a Bible study in Spanish and then yeah. grew up to a ministry and then got started doing other things and then pastoral comes into the mix. And, yeah. and so it's, it's uh, yeah. 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 It's just, I mean, reflecting on it, it's amazing to me what what the Lord did through all yeah. of that. And I, I remember even the, the choice at that point to say, you know, in so many ways, and I think the recognition of you as a pastor came shortly before that, but you, you had, just like we say repeatedly, right? Like the, we don't make pastors, God makes pastors. Exactly. And God had made you a pastor here right. and you were shepherding. And, and at that point, I, I just, I mean, I distinctively remember, you know, going into the, the, the new year and feeling like, Man, we we don't have the budget to hire another pastor. And then thinking, you know, but we don't have a choice. <laughs> like, look at what God's doing, mm-hmm. and we're we're just we're gonna trust and see, you know. And and if if we have to make adjustments along the way, we will, just like we always mm-hmm. do, and 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 work figure that out together. But it we became so obvious what the Lord was doing that. Even in one sense, if it was a stretch for us as a church, it seemed to be following in the Lord's footsteps and um, has been such an overwhelming mm-hmm. blessing ever since then that I think, I, I, I don't think, and that's where I, I don't think any of us were thinking of it the way God was. Exactly. Like he was building something that even as he was building it, we we're, were like, oh, that's neat. Um, but we, we, we couldn't see the whole picture of what he was doing. Right. We always are surprised. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it makes me think of that, that prayer from Ephesians, right? He's always doing more than we could ask Ever or imagine. imagine. Yeah. And that's that's what he's done. It's what he continues to do. Exactly. Okay, so the, the last question. One of the greatest joys for me of 
even just the last handful of years of my mm-hmm. life in ministry has been um, the growth and the depth of our friendship. Mm. Um, it's just been, uh, we've grown away. I mean, even when you became a pastor, we were, we were friends yeah, and we were pastors together and we, we knew each other and we worked together and we, and we, we loved each other, but the Lord has, I, I know just mm-hmm. taken us uh, to all sorts of different depths and yes. walked through things together. And it's, um, been such a joy and a privilege. I would love for you to, to try to summarize, I guess all that to say background to say, I've seen the Lord work in you in so many ways. Um, if you were to think about the last, I don't know, whatever it's been eight years since you became a pastor, mm-hmm. you, know, you talk about these journeys and all the different things the Lord was teaching Sorry. you. What do you think are, is one or two of the most significant things the Lord has taught you? Um, maybe opened up your heart to over the last five, six, seven, eight years during your time as a pastor, what has the Lord opened your eyes to that you, that you hadn't seen before? Uh, that's a, that's a excellent question. And I, I do know the answer because I have not only believe it, but I have experienced it. Mm. Like in John says, mm. uh, his love. Mm. I, the more I experience his love, and the word is ginosko, experiential mm-hmm. uh, knowledge, and the more I believe that he loves me, because he has already given us all of his love. Mm-hmm. His love is there, and it's mm-hmm. abundant. But, but the limiting factor is us, that we don't believe that he loves us that much. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think, uh, and I, I think uh, uh, and I don't understand the order of these two, uh, the believing and the, and the experiencing his love. But I think it goes back and forth. The more you experience it, the more you believe it, the more you believe it, the more you experience it. That, mm. That's where I am right now. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and this is what I'm telling people, and this is what I am. I, I hope my preaching is changing in that regard, that, that it is that love that transforms us. It is that love that changes us. It's, it's beyond understanding. It's, 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 it's it's what changes us. I, I, I have no other words to to explain it. It's transformational. It's it's so pure, so novel, so wonderful, so unselfish that, that you just you're drawn and you want to be like he is. Mm. And and even that desire comes from him. Mm. He gives us the willingness and the desire to do all these things. Mm. So it's uh yeah, that's, mm. it's, it's his love, man. I, I, I wish I had had something different to say. Well, I, I, I don't wish you had anything different to say. I, I, so I, uh, that's the reason I asked that question, mm-hmm. actually, because I knew that answer. And um, because it's been so rich, I, I feel like what the Lord has taught you has taught me. I mean, the Lord's taught me and directly in my relationship with and, him. And, but, you, and I learned from you as well. But, but the the depth of which and the and the the recognition and that the Lord continues to bring to your heart and and comes back to I think is is has taught me has led us as mm-hmm. as a church has has opened my eyes to the depth of God's love even in the maybe the times of the places where I um, might just assume I understand it. Mm-hmm. 
right? We all do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and seeing you go deeper and deeper and deeper mm-hmm. and deeper into that, um, it, it it's been a consistent just challenge and inspiration to me to mm-hmm. be like, oh, there is more to be had. Like let's and and um. It, you know, it made me think of it in these last few weeks, preaching on the love of God in First John, right? We've all been preaching through right. it. And it's hitting us all hard. It is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's what we're talking about right now. Um, so we, we preached through First John, I don't know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I I keep like going back to sermons. There were a couple of these that I preached the same passage 10 years ago. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, like this will be helpful. I, they're like barely helpful. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, but part of it's because Mark, Mark, grown. Mark Dever had an interview about this. Uh, the, the, you, know, you, you say, yeah, that, he's like, I, I don't know why I'd you know plagiarize somebody else's sermon. He says, my own sermons aren't even helpful because it, it's not where I am. It's exactly. not where our church is. It's not exactly. We and have grown. When I, exactly. When I look back, I, there's, there's something different. There's something so much more I want to just even strive to convey. Um, and I think... There's so much of that I have learned from and seen in you in mm. and and not even in the achievement of some depth of love that you right. have, but in the constant trajectory mm-hmm. of how God has um Faith, his faithfulness. Faithfully just and, and just continue to open our eyes to the the magnitude of his grace, the magnitude it, of his kindness, it, the magnitude of his it, love. It is him, you know, who 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 opens our eyes and and, and, and where I am right now, I, I mean I I am I, I, I want more, you know, mm. in his time, mm-hmm. but I, and in his time, it's perfect time. But if I could summarize, I could summarize what he, he's doing in me and I'm sure in other people is that the more I realize how big his love is for me, the, the less I beg for love and attention from other people. Mm. And because that's who we are, we we mm. we want love, we want attention, and there's nothing wrong with that. But they are not, their love is not strong enough to to fill us and mm. to fulfill us, and 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 and, and then 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 it, it changes you. It, 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 you realize now, not only that, but now you can be that love that comes from God. Now you can be the the conduit. He's the fountain, mm. the conduit to love them because they desire that. And when we love them with the love of God, then they turn themselves to God and then they're satisfied in him. Mm. So it's, it's, it's like, and there's such a freedom on that, that I, 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 I'm, I'm just beginning to experience it mm. uh, 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 in these levels, whatever they are, it doesn't matter. It just, the importance is just to grow closer to him, not closer to him, but to, to, to grow in holiness and sanctity. Uh, to be like he is, mm. but but it is that that idea that it is what it is. God yeah. is sovereign; He's in control, and He loves me, and I'm secure in His love. Mm. And 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 His love in me is is so growing that there is more for others. And be kind and patient and and, and with them. Of course, I'm not perfect. I still have mm-hmm. my moments where I digress. You know. And and but even then, you know that he says it's okay. Yeah, I still love you. Yeah, yeah, and, so and sweet. yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, thanks, thanks so much for that, Jose. Thanks for, um, thanks for even just this snippet of giving us eyes on mm-hmm. bits of your story. It is such a beautiful story that, again, like all of our lives, mm-hmm. magnifies him, shows his goodness, and and even in 
um, at every turn in surprising ways. And when we respond to that beautiful love, there there is nothing else that we can do but to magnify him. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the well, proper response. That's right. It is. It is. Well, to, to, to him be the glory Amen. Uh, as we uh, as we close up. So thanks. Thanks, Jose. Thanks for sharing that with all of us. And thank you, uh, church, for listening um, and joining us, too. We, we love you. And we can't wait to worship together with you on Sunday. Amen. Amen.